Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. And welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. For our radio audience tuning in at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com here in Mississippi, we're glad you all can be with us. Also, it's tuning in online around the world thanks to our podcast. We're glad you all could join us as well. Our next guest really doesn't need an introduction, but I'm going to give him one anyway. Best-selling author Mansell T. Peterson is back with us today. We're going to talk to him not only about, of course, the year he's been able to have, but he has a lot of exciting things that's going on right now, especially around the world he's created with Lacrotum Universe. We're going to talk to him about that growth, also, of course, about what it's been like for him to see the way that his series have impacted readers. Since the last time he was on the radio show with us, he also attended Dragon Con and was a part of a couple panels there. We'll talk to him about that, but also let you guys know how to stay connected with him as well. Manswell, welcome back to the program. Glad to speak with you again. Well, thank you for having me, sir. Thank you for having me. Hey, glad to do it. We talked on another platform recently about your experience with Dragon Con. We have not talked about it for a radio audience, so let's kind of begin there. One of the things you've done since the last time you were on Conversations Live, Manswell, was to be a part of some panels that were a part of Dragon Con for 2023. Talk to us about that experience, what it was like for you to be able to not only to, uh, to meet a lot of the participants there, but also to be a part of the panels. Oh man, that was that was mind blowing. It it was so cool because, you know, not last year I did one panel and then this time they had me on the main day Saturday for two panels and you're talking about just the rush of fans even more so. It's just like everybody was like there tuning in. It was like watching cartoons on Saturday morning, you know, everybody's there. That's what it was like at Dragon Con because, you know, you're sitting there, you're watching people in cosplay, people not in cosplay, you're seeing other authors, you're seeing other creators, and everybody's just tuned in to see, you know, what you're going to talk about. And so, you know, we had so much interest in Lacrotum, and it was just, it was amazing. And, you know, I'm humble for it. I think for me the best part was um, one um, Dragon Con goer, she's from Australia, and I met her last year. She was with one of her friends, and so she came back again this year. And she literally brought her books. She had her books shipped to the hotel so she could actually get them signed. And so it was an amazing thing. It's, it's really humbling to know that, you know, you got people around the world just, you know, reading and enjoying what you're writing. And so it, it really humbles you. If it doesn't humble you, then this is the wrong field for you. Got you, got you. Well, you know, and that's a cool thing. There's a couple of things you mentioned there, man, as well, we're going to talk about, and then, of course, we're going to move on to the Crotum, and that is, of course, being around other like-minded individuals. Dragon Con, of course, is very popular. Uh, of course, people, I saw the pictures, saw the videos, even that they were posting on their own social. What was that part like, to be around people who enjoyed the same things that you did? It was like... You know, I'm I'm a big Star Wars and Star Trek fan, and so you know I watch all the stuff that they watch, and so it's like, it's like you get a chance to geek and nerd out. <laughs> it's like, and it's so fun, it's so cool because you know while we're talking about my stuff, and then I'm talking about their stuff, and then we're all sitting there laughing, and you know you might be in line for like 30 minutes to you know get to the restaurant, and everybody's geeking out because you see all this stuff, and you see people that you see on TV, and they're just sitting there geeking out with you. And so it, it's, there's no pressure from anybody. Everybody's so down there. Everybody's so cool. And it's just, it, to me, it's the most 
awesome con around. And it's just, you know, you get to see creators, actors, producers, you get everybody. And so it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And so – yeah, and so you mentioned, of course, meet, meeting your own readers too, and and I mean, I think it has to be a great feeling to have people outside the outside your state, outside the country, even to recognize your work. So talk to us about that experience. I mean, I saw pictures that you posted, of course, you know, with readers as well. What was it like for you to be able to meet people who weren't in your general vicinity, but kind of had a connection with you through your books? Um, I think, you know, it, again, it, it's humbling, but for me, the the most um, gracious moment was, you know, there was a teacher from Ohio there, and um, some of her students, you know, were, were reading Lakota Academy, and so to actually get a chance to, you know, to, to FaceTime with some of those students, because they were, they were sitting there hoping that she would actually get five minutes with me, and I gave them about 30 minutes, actually, after the panel, but that's, that's the whole reasoning. I mean, I've never been to Ohio in her city, but, you know, her students were excited about the possibility of talking to me about that. So, you know, you get a chance to meet everybody from every walk of life. You're talking about lawyers and doctors and engineers, you know, and it's everybody. So you're talking about, you know, I think every state was represented. And I think mm. about seven, eight countries were represented. So it is mind-boggling for me Especially, you know, when I, I have fans from Florida, you know, Ohio, Texas, Michigan, California. And so, you know, and the list goes on. And so they're coming up to you, talking to you, and they want to, you know, spend that time with you. And they, you know, they bought books and they had books shipped there. And, you know, so they could actually get them signed. They wanted the picture. And that's the biggest thing, you know. It's like, you know, you go from this, I'm just this ordinary guy. To me, I'm just this regular, ordinary guy. But, you know, for them, it's all fun. And then it's the same thing for me when I see other people, you know, who I, you know, read throughout the years and, and, and enjoyed this stuff or, you know, on TV. And so, you know, again, the, the key word is humbleness because this lady came up to me and she was like, can I just get five minutes for my student, just five minutes? And I'm sitting there and, I, and you know, when the FaceTime started, I'm like, I'm looking at these teens who actually love, you know, magical, paranormal sci-fi, and I'm like, I got to give them more than five minutes because, you know, that's their excitement, you know, and will they get that chance ever again? We don't know. So, you know, you always give them more than what they ask for, and that's what makes the connection to the fans for me even better, and I love doing it. Yeah. So uh, we we were just having a conversation, and uh, one of the things we were talking about is, I mean, the, your, your dream job, uh, what it would have been, um, as an adult when you were younger, and for you it was being an author, exactly what you're doing now. How does that feel to have had an idea of what you wanted to do, Manswell, and now to be living that dream? Man, it's, it's extremely incredible to know that, you know, as a young kid I wanted to be an author. I wanted to write books that, you know, people just, you know, go crazy over. And so to realize that and, you know, this we just finished, you know, year 16 now. And so we're going to year 17. This is, it's living living the dream. It is literally living the dream that most kids, you know, they say, I want to be an astronaut, I want to be a baseball player. You know, my dream of being an author, that's, that's something you don't – you rarely don't hear that from kids. And so, you know, for me to know I accomplished it and I, I'm still doing it very active today, you know, again – I'm just living a dream. I'm on cloud 99, and I just want to keep doing this ride as long as, you know, I got talent enough to give them stories that they love. Yeah. 
Well, you know, I also was one of those uh, kids who wanted to be an author. I tell you, I wanted to be an illustrator and an author. That was my that was my thing. Uh, and so I think, you know, for a lot of people, you know, to be able to live their dream is such a big deal. You mentioned the course of 16 years. That is another thing that's happened uh, since you were on the other platform that we did an interview with. What has that experience been like? Because um, every day has not been perfect. I know every year has not been perfect. But what do you think has kept you around and kept you going, Manswell, when so many have come and gone in that time? Um. It's to drive. It's always to drive to just to be the best in your field. Um, and you're right. You know, I've had bad days and I've had good days. And um, I use that as examples for new authors when they come. I tell them, you know, I've seen plenty of people come from the author side, the illustration side, the editor side, the publishing side. But it's your determination. It's, it's your fight. You know, it has to be in you. You you got to want it. That, you know, that pressure, it busts a lot of pipes because when the readers start reading, you know, they're going to give you, you know, 100% real what they thought what they thought or think about anything you write or do. And sometimes people are real harsh. And so you have to learn to really have thick skin in this game because I've had people who hated me in the beginning and now they love me. And so, you know, if I would imagine if I would let that, you know, deter me from writing. And, you know, and I, I've had plenty of authors who say, you know, I stopped after, you know, three, four, five books and, because I just couldn't deal with it anymore. It's a lot of pressure. And now even more so with social media, you know, your name can be mentioned anywhere, any given time. It's about how bad do you really want it? How bad do you really want it? And so, you know, my whole thing is, you know, keep going. You have to wait out the noise. Just, just, just let it go. Let it go because you're not going to please 100% of the people. And the moment they realize that, you know, just like I did, you know, you're just going to keep creating. You're going to keep putting out stories. You're going to keep going. And that's, that's what helps you survive. And that's what helped me survive, you know, year 16 going to year 17 now. Well, I think, you know, that that is a cool thing. And in that 16 years, there's a lot of different types of books you've been able to write. Talk to us about that because when you first started, of course, you were not writing the kind of books you are now with the Crotum and the Crotum Academy and, you know, and the the the, the, the characters you're now creating. What does it been like for you to see your own evolution as an author? That That is a big thing for me because um, I'm in eight genres. Um, all my books are still active on Amazon, except for maybe three or four. I pulled them. I'm going to probably re-release them sometime soon. But, you know, just to know that I see myself evolving all the time. You know, I started, you know, in romance and drama, and now I'm in paranormal sci-fi and magical. You know, who would have thought it? I know I didn't think I would ever go to that to that extreme. You know, as much as I love, you know, werewolves and vampires and everything else, I never would have thought that would have been, you know, the genre that I would have saw myself in, you know, 16 years later. Because, you know, I was great at writing romance and drama, but I wanted a challenge. And every time I challenge myself, you know, I take it upon myself to research. And that's the key thing to research, looking at, you know, what's out there, you know, what what are the readers saying? What are the, what are the fans driving on? And you got to do that research. That re- if you go out there without researching, you're setting yourself up for failure. And so, yeah, you know, exactly. I, I done research in it, and so I'm there now. I'm I'm here. You know, I have this wonderful multiverse that I've created, and so it's it's crazy because you have so many mini series within the series that's there, and so we're about to actually, you know, step over to another couple mini series within Lacrotum, and it's fun. It's exciting. 
Yeah. Well, I think that that is a cool thing, and we're going to talk more about that. I want to say for those who are just tuning in, it's on the radio side or online. You're listening to Conversations Live. We're speaking with best-selling author Manuel T. Peterson, talking with him about um, his journey, what it's been like for him to do what he loves now for 16 years, and also, of course, this year's Dragon Con, and we talked to him about that as well. So I want to talk about the world uh, because, you know, I have, you know, asked you about, you know, these worlds that you've been able to create and keeping it all straight and, you know, having people have them go back and read the first book. <laughs> you know, we talked about all of that. But I want to talk about the beginning because I think everything begins with the idea. Where did the idea for Lacrotum come from? The idea from Lacrotum came from, you know, I got frustrated watching paranormal stuff, you know, in the movies and TV, and I wasn't seeing all the, you know, the factions together. And so my wife got tired of me complaining. And she was like, well, go create one with all of them in there. And I just looked there, and I said, fine, I'll do it. And, you know, me being stubborn, I went there and literally started the first travel board of Lacrotum Universe. And I wanted to start with the Royals. And so, you know, I, I started everything with the Royals and how I would actually take them through their ups and downs, their dramas, you know, the protagonists, the antagonists, all that good stuff. You know, and then I took it to another level where that series would end you know, the first year was in with 12 books, and then the next one would actually end in six books. And so most of them will be six books now. And so you just have different mini series within Lacrotum, and they're in different time zones. And so even while this one was more modern time, you know, the, the new one that I'm working on now, The Witches of Lacrotum, it's going to go back in time. And so, you know, it's pretty cool how you can actually go back because it's your universe. You can actually go back 100 years. And, and give the people something that, you know, they're probably sort of already used to, but a different twist and turn on it. And so that's the exciting part. You just have to know where your story ends. And so once you get there, you know, you don't try to overdo it. You just know, okay, this is where the story ends right here, and then you take them to the next level. So what is, I mean, okay, so talk to me about that. What do you mean the story ends? How do you decide what that looks like? Well, it's like, You've given them a storyline, and see, that's the biggest thing I tell, you know, especially, again, I, I do so much mentoring for new authors. When you when you got a storyline, you have a plot, and that plot has so many books in it. And so, you know, once you get to that, even though fans are loving it, you get to a part where that part of the story ends, and then you have another sub-part of that universe, and that part begins, and so... With Lakotum, you know, we took them through, the, you know, the four princesses. Then we took them through the four brides. Then we took them through the insurrection. And then we took them through the new generation. And so they got a chance to see so much happen in these characters' lives and the ups and downs, the deaths and everything else. And so then now you're ending that part, even though it never really ends because I could come back years later and add a couple more books to it. But that part of the story ends where the, where the royals of Lakotum is there because – there's so many other stories to tell, you know, even with the emperors of Lacrotum, because, you know, I gave hints about emperors from 100, 200, 300, 400 years ago. And so there's just so many different stories to tell. So you just go back and say, okay, I've given you this part of it. This part ends. And it's, like, it's almost like a TV series where, you know, these four seasons are over with. And so now we're going to go to the next season. And it's a different group of characters that you get to fall in love with and worry about, you know, what's going to happen with everything in their daily lives. And that's what you have to understand. There's a cutoff time, and you have to cut it off because you don't, you don't really want to tell them, okay, 
Become the Universe, book 32. It's like, good Lord, there's 32 books in this series? You got to cut them off sooner or later. You're going to have to cut them off. Yeah. Well, and and so with that being said, uh, you did uh, make some news this month and saying you have some standalone projects as well. So talk to us about that. How do you decide uh, for you, Manswell, what is a standalone project? What is something you want to explore more? Well, I have some werewolf standalones that are coming. Um, there's a werewolf, um, a vampire series that's coming. So what will happen is I'm in the lab, and I'm actually creating these characters, and I'm like, I'll pull that character out because I, I feel like that character doesn't really fit fit like what I want for that series, and I'll pull them out, and I'll give them a standalone book. And, you know, in that standalone, I can tell a, a nice, good story, entertain everybody, and it's just it's, it ends. It stops right there. And so, you know, I have, you know, several werewolf stories that are coming out. And so they just came from characters that I created within the universe. And then I just didn't see them fitting in a particular series. And so instead of just throwing the character away, you know, I gave them their own standalone book. And so you'll see a couple of those coming out real soon. And that's how it actually happens for me. You know, I know everybody has their own method, but mine is this character doesn't fit like I wanted to. And so I just pull them out instead of, you know, just getting rid of them, I give them their own book. And that's what happened gotcha. with the two that you're going to get now, so it's pretty cool. Now, another thing that I've been talking about a lot more probably than the Crota myself personally, Manswell, has been your children's books and those for yeah. the younger audience uh, featuring Braylon the Bear. For those who are just now finding out about Braylon the Bear and Friends, talk to them about how that began. Now, um, we wrote these books together. Um, they're in honor of our youngest son, Braylon. Um, it's for any child that might be, you know, just starting to read. They might have a um, delayed learning ability. Um, or they might be just very young going to pre-K. And the parents are really understanding now that, you know, these stories are great stories, um, wonderful life lessons, um, and great characters, you know, fun characters that the kids can fall in love with and for me, the best part that I get when I go out in the public and people say, okay, hey, I got my Braden Bear books in my boot bag. And so they turn around and they open their book bag and you see two or three Braden Bear and Friends books there and they carry the books around with them. And so you see the kids all the time and it's like, can I get a picture? Can my mom get a picture? I can actually put it up. And it's like, yeah, you know, it's cool to see young kids enjoying reading. And so, you know, they do the same thing for my wife, but, you know, that's where that – that's where that love came from, that book that book genre, because we had to give the younger kids something as well because, again, everybody gets tired of reading the same thing over and over and over again. They're always looking for something new. And so right now we're finding out that a lot of people in different cities and states are loving Brain the Bear. You know, we're going to bring it more to them. Um, there'll be a couple more Brain the Bear books coming soon. And so that's the key thing for me. The younger kids, they're loving it. They're loving the characters. They love Braylon. They love Timmy. They love Scooter. They love Chrissy and Calvin. And so that makes it fun. But for the parents, it's the little bitty life nuggets and lessons that we throw in there at the same time. So it's a win-win for parents and grandparents alike. Yeah, such a great thing. You mentioned earlier about uh, being able to help um, either – uh, aspiring authors, or to encourage uh, fellow authors. Um, what has that experience been like for you, to be able to use what you've been able to learn, men's well, to be able to help other authors um, who want to do what you do? 
It, it's a good, it's a good experience. Um, and of course, like I was, you know, 16 years ago, I was hard headed. So some stuff I listened to, some stuff I didn't. Um, I wish I did. And so now I really try to press upon them. Don't make some of the mistakes that I made. And so that's the biggest thing, you know, and I always tell them, you know, watch your journal, watch what you're writing, you know, watch your interaction, you know, with your readers, because your readers, you know, they're the reason why you're there. And so, you know, I really try to press upon them all the mistakes that I made, the mistakes I saw other authors make. And so, you know, we want to make sure that we keep, you know, everything in a positive light because it only takes one mistake as an author, and then they got you on 50 different groups on social media talking about you did this one thing, and you can have a million things you've done right. So, you know, it's always about, you know, being ahead of the curve, you know, doing good, but giving them a good product, you know, and, and never yeah. be, you know, too too busy where you can't give your readers time. Right. Such a great thing. Such a, a great point, and I think it's a great lesson for all of us, regardless of what genre we're in. So, Manzo, last thing, what advice would you give to those who are maybe listening to you and thinking, you know what, I'm ready. I've been having this idea. I want to write. I'm ready to write this book. What advice would you give them about starting? I would tell them to do the same thing that I do and other experienced authors we do. Take that pen, take that take that tablet, take that paper, and start writing. That's the process. As long as it's in your head, it's not being wrote down. Write it down, and then you can actually visualize it. And you'll see it, and you'll see it grow, and you keep going until, until that book is finished. You do that, then now you're, just, you're not saying, I want to do it. You are doing it, and that's the key. Do it. Yeah. Such a great thing. Just do it. Again, everyone, best-selling author Manuel T. Peterson has been our guest. We've been talking with him about the year that's been 2023, what it's been like for him to do the things he's been able to do, share it with readers literally around the world. Manswell, always great catching up with you. How can our audience stay connected with you? They can stay connected with me on Facebook, Instagram, Manswell T. Peterson. If they're looking for my books, they can go com. It'll take them directly to Amazon. They can find all my books there. And um, like I always tell all the readers, you inbox me, I'll inbox you back. I even call you sometimes. That's what I do. All right. Well, Manswell, congratulations to you again. Glad to be able to speak with you and looking forward to our next conversation together. All right, man. Thanks a lot for having me. Hey, glad to do it, man. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb, saying as always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live. Let's go make today amazing. Take care.